The following audio is from Overland Park Community Church. More information about OPCC is available online at www.overlandpark.cc. Good morning, everybody. As you can tell, I am not Pastor Jimmy. Um, he is definitely under the weather. He can't even have a conversation for more than 30 seconds without coughing. Uh, so he was unable to preach this morning. And so Shay is round two. He's the B team. Uh, he's also sick. He has spent the last week basically in bed or in other places that sick people go other than the hospital. Um, so now you have the C team. Uh, my name is Dan Merck. Uh, the, beauty, <laughs> the beauty about even calling in the C team is it doesn't matter. It's all about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's been talking to me, been sharing things with me in my life, and I'm just here to share those things with you. And so let's walk through this together. Let's have some patience for me uh, as I try to just be a funnel for the Holy Spirit. But first, let's start with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come into your house to worship. We know you're here in our midst. Lord, I just pray that you be with the hearts and the minds of those in the seats. Prepare them to receive your word. And Lord, for me, I pray that you subtract the nerves, subtract the uh, distractions that they get that the people get all of you and none of Dan. Lord, we just pray that you move through this service uh, and through Rick and through Steve. Lord, that you just work your way and your will on the people here today, including myself. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Amen. And so first, I want to talk about uh, National Lampoon, Christmas Vacation, something that should resonate with a lot of folks here. Uh, who remembers them going off into the woods to cut the tree down? And Russ is like, why are we doing this? This is terrible, this is stupid, I don't wanna do it. So Clark explains, this is what we do, this is what our forefathers did. We go into the woods, we cut a tree, because all those other ones are overpriced. And he shares much the same thought when it comes to decorating his house. Dad, why do we decorate this house? Why are we doing this? That's what my dad did, that's what you're gonna do. And we're Griswolds. And so that's something that they identified with because he was a part of the family. And so, uh, while I am here to share what the Lord's been speaking to me, uh, I, the beauty of all that is, it's the Holy Spirit, like we talked about before. I had lunch with Jimmy on Monday, and this topic never came up. He just asked how I was doing, I said, the Lord's been talking. And he's like, cool, I'm sick. All right, well, I'll pray you get better for Sunday. Didn't talk to him again until yesterday. And so, while I did finish his tacos for him. It was rather cute, like a lady in the tramp moment. He couldn't finish his tacos, so I finished them for him. Um, didn't get a chance to talk to Shay, but it sounds like he was not even willing to talk. Um, but I am going to share what's on my heart, what the Lord's been walking with me over the last three weeks to maybe about a month and a half. And so I've been walking with discipleship with some guys. I've also been walking through like more of a phone call, text message relationship with some buddies from high school all about the Word. And so collectively with these two groups, the Lord has been showing me many things that He is doing that's this movement. Some of it might seem small, but when it is that person who is experiencing it, it's huge because it's the Lord showing up. And so we have a few examples which are high level to protect the innocent and to um, not make anybody wonder who it is. It really doesn't matter. It's just the fact that the Lord showed up. Uh, we had, uh, our group is mixed 
together between, it was two groups that now is one. And so one group moved a little bit further down the timeline, faster than my group did. And so I invited a guy and he said, I can only meet on Wednesdays. I was like, well, yeah, you narrowed it down. So let's, let's see where the Lord has it. So I talked to the, the guy I'm partnering with and he said, hey, we're already planning on meeting on Wednesdays. And so the Lord showed up in something seemingly small, but set up a path for this gentleman to receive or to come into discipleship and be able to start hearing from the Lord. Uh, we had another guy who admitted to, uh, my abide time is not the most consistent, but when I do, I find I am 10 times more productive at work. And it's just one of those things where he's hyper-focused, he's got the right mindset, and just there's an excitement and there's a buzz by these guys seeing the Lord show up in their lives. Uh, we've had someone say, well, I've read this passage a hundred times, but this jumped out at me. I never quite realized it before. And I actually had something like that myself. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the spiritual disciplines, the, the reading God's Word, praying, fasting, tithing, baptism, all the things that you basically do once you become a Christian. And so in discipleship, we, we'll touch on most of those things, uh, if not all of them, but we'll also basically teach people and walk with them to say, what did you hear from the Lord and what are you doing about it? And so I heard from the Lord to start being obedient in these spiritual disciplines, so much so that yesterday when Jimmy called to talk about something else, I said, hey, how are you, how are you feeling? He said, not good, bro. I said, well, who's, who's standing in for you? Can you preach? No. Well, I guess I can share a little bit of what the Lord has on my heart. And so yesterday, mid-afternoon, oh man, now I'm, I'm getting up on stage. This is exciting and terrifying. Uh, so nonetheless, I felt the Lord said to be obedient. And so I stepped up and said, well, I'll share what the Lord's been telling me. Uh, so first, the, the spiritual disciplines that we have in our lives, uh, they, they kind of produce this rhythm. We get this ebb and flow of, of abide, praying, fasting, tithing, these different things that we do in order to be Christian, so to speak. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to the acceptance of God the Father as your Lord and Savior. Now, let's go into some of the, the doing. It says in James 1, it says, Do not merely listen to the Word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And then in Matthew 7, verse 24, it says, Therefore... Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. And so the interesting point is that storm hit both. It hit both the believer, it hit both the unbeliever. And so that's going to happen to all of us. It's not because we're inside of these walls we're, we're going to be void of storms. It just helps us understand how to take them and how to, to weather the storm in such a way that we can use that to shine His glory. And it's all too common for us to, to as a church, now not just OPCC, but globally the church, when someone becomes a new believer, they say, great, come on in. Just sit there. And we don't really walk through and teach them how to do the things that Christians do. We don't teach them how to read the Word. We don't teach them how to pray. Uh, we just say, well, 
listen to the sermon on Sundays. But then on Monday, a lot of folks go home, and even Sunday afternoon, and they forgot the very thing that the Lord spoke to them just hours before or the day before. And so it is, uh, it's very common that, that we just don't teach them how to hear and do what the Word says. And so there's a, the Lord is actually very specific that we are all, as Christians, called to do something about that. So in Matthew 28, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So I have seen the guys I'm walking with grow in their obedience to their spiritual disciplines. I myself am growing in spiritual disciplines. Uh, and it's all growing me closer to the Father. And when we dive into the word of obedience, the Greek form uh, is, uh, it's Greek, I don't speak it, I read it on the internet, but it says hupa koa, something like that, but it has two root words, one meaning to hear and the other one from under. And so it implies that we hear from under, which is an obedience from an act of submission. So we're putting ourselves under something when we're obedient to it. But then that act of obedience of hearing and doing, why do we do that? In John 14, verse 21, it says, Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. And then moving on into verse 23 and 24, it says, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and will, we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. So we are to simply obey, which is to hear and do, simply out of love. And so our identity is based on who God chose us to be in God's family. And so if you, you take who we are in Christ, the whole reason why we are obedient is because of our love for the Father. Our Father chose us, and so He provided a path by giving the ultimate, sacrifice, or the ultimate act of love, He provided His Son as payment for sins. Then Jesus, through the ultimate act of sacrifice, gave His life to pay the debt. So now, this purchase and this price, all done by God and Jesus on our behalf, is done in order so we can be a part of His family. We are adopted into sonship in Christ. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. That's why you hear that term throughout church of the brother, sister, brother Corey's up here singing worship. You hear those phrases because we are a family. And because we are family, that is the only reason why we are to be obedient, because we love being a part of this family. And I, I look back at uh, just this week, Cora is my daughter's four years old. She learned something new. She could actually get dressed herself, which is a monumental occasion in our house. Uh, but she was so proud when I said get dressed, she got dressed with no help, and then she just looked at me and beamed because she wanted my approval. She just wanted me to watch. She just wanted me to, to say, good job, Cora. And so I got to to pour into her as she poured into me with her obedience of getting dressed like, look, I could do it. And it was, uh, it was just, it's, we have the same concept because we are in the family of Christ. And so this, this act of obedience, it's all through grace. Jesus did all the work. He's paid the sin or paid the price for our sins so we don't have to. That's the grace. That's what gives us our identity. When we have that identity grounded in Christ, and therefore we're obedient, that's what gives us the complete authority and the power of the King of God. And so now we have all of that to bring and unleash onto earth. 
And so I have a quote here by Tony Evans that I read a couple weeks ago. It says, Surrender to Christ's Lordship and obedience to His rule of love unlock God's powers to bring heaven to bear on earth. A kingdom disciple lives out this divine power and influence. And then continuing in the quote, it says, this is Tony Evans speaking, I define kingdom disciple this way, a believer in Christ who takes part in the spiritual development, developmental process of progressively learning to live all of life under the Lordship of Jesus. And so that, that's a lot of theology that sometimes... I don't understand, but the Lord has had moments where He's called me into obedience, and He's opened up some of these things in these last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm reminded of, of Jonathan. He was told to scale the mountain in order to root the Philistines, but he's got, and then when he got up to the cliff and climbed it, then God caused confusion in the camp, and He was, told, he was able to rout the Philistines. Uh, I'm reminded of Moses when he was up on the mountain hearing from God. He said, Moses, turn, don't look at me or else you'll die. And so I see these two things where the obedience came first and then God showed up in a big way. And that's a very common bond or theme throughout the act of discipleship. Uh, we've noticed this obedience and then things are happening to where the guys are going, oh man, that is the Lord. That is the Lord. This is the Lord. Another one of those things where He shows up. And the closer you get to God, the closer you get to Christ, the more obedient we have to be. You look at when Moses was up on the mountain with God, he literally said, turn your face or you will die. And if Moses was out there and didn't protect himself, he would have passed away. He would have died instantly. Uh, you look at something like Jonathan about rooting Philistines, uh, it's, it's a little less intense. I mean, it's still routing people and conquering the Philistines, or the Philistines, but it's not something so explicit for obedience because God said for Moses, don't look at me or you'll die because of the proximity. And so we have that and we have all of that power and authority in our lives if we root our identity in Christ and therefore are obedient. If we're obedient just for the sake of obedience, uh, that's a faith or it's a works-based righteousness. It doesn't work. It does not bring glory to God. It more brings glory to self because you're like, hey, look at me. I'm faithful. I'm the one doing these things rather than, look at me, I'm a sinner. I'm just a regular guy who was asked to stand up and share what the Lord had on his heart, so I'm doing it. And the only reason why I'm doing it is because the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me. Otherwise, I'd have nothing to say, and I'd just be up here rambling for no reason. Uh, but So let's go back to Matthew 28. We talked about the Great Commission earlier, it, but let's read the verse before and the verse after. And so in verse 18 it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, <coughs> baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. When you look at the, the verses on each side of the go make disciples, baptizing them, it talks about how Jesus has been given all power and authority on earth and in heaven. And then Jesus says, I'm going with you. And so when you're called to do something, to be obedient in the small things, even the big things, we have that ability simply because Jesus is with us by the Holy Spirit. And so it actually has nothing to do with me. My obedience is not my flesh being strong, not my flesh being weak. It's simply my reliance on the Holy Spirit. And so these spiritual disciplines we have, reading the Word, abiding, uh, praying, 
meditating on the Word, teaching the Word. All these things are what the Word calls us to do because we're, like, we're the Griswolds. That's what Christians do. And so we identify that by our identity. And so one of those is the act of baptism. And so being obedient in baptism is a public pronouncement of faith that they accept Christ who paid the ultimate price for the sin, for their sins, and they need a Savior. And that is God who gave Jesus up to die on the cross. And like the song said earlier, it is the power of the cross that we are saved. And so Steve is, is being baptized today. We have another service on March 8th, so if you're interested in baptism, uh, reach out to Shay or Jimmy. Uh, but there, it's, it is awesome to see people be obedient in the small things and the Lord show up in the big ways. And so we're going to go to Steve's baptism, and we're going to watch how through his obedience and love, he can unlock God's power to bring heaven on bare on earth, as we learned earlier. Hello, my name is Steve Dewar. Um, the reason I decided to be baptized today is a few weeks ago, Jimmy, I think it was Jimmy, announced that on March 8th they were going to have a baptism ceremony and to get in contact with him or Shay to do that. And it was funny because earlier that morning I had made the decision to get baptized <clears throat> for a number of reasons. But one thing that I finally came to the conclusion of is why were we who I am and what was I made to do, as well as everyone else here. And ultimately it is to worship God. That's the, the primary thing we were designed to do. How we go about doing that might be a bit different. But I also realized that I'm broken. I've had my prodigal years. I was baptized as a, as a baby, but I've definitely wandered away from God, and I feel drawn back to God and the need to do this, to re rededicate myself to God because I know there's nothing I can do to cover my sin. I must rely on the work that was done by the only perfect person that ever lived, and look what we did to him and what, in turn, he's done for us. So therefore, I must surrender to him. And that's basically my story. So I met Steve, I'm not sure how long ago, but I've been encouraged to watch um, him walk in obedience. And he's taking a step of faith today before the body. Um, Steve, have you made a decision to give your life to Christ? Yes. Have you promised to follow him as your Lord and Savior until you die? I do. All right, having made this decision, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I'm sure, um, I mean, you guys look like you're a long ways down there. Um, so, I'm sure Dan uh, told you a little bit about what happened to me this week with uh, getting sick. And uh, so I'm, I'm reminded of uh, the prophet Amos. This, this verse has been on my mind a lot. Out of chapter 7, it says that he says, I was, neither, I was neither a prophet nor a prophet's son. I was a shepherd, and I took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord called me and said, go prophesy to my people Israel. And that, that verse started really speaking to me about how important it is for, for lay people, you know, this, like to be involved in the teaching of the word. And so when this happened, um, I had uh, 
Rick had reached out to me and said, hey, um, I know you and Shay are both sick, and it's kind of odd for us both to be really bad sick, and I'm thankful I'm better. He's still down. Uh, but he said, man, I, I've got something the Lord has laid on my heart. And then I talked to Dan, and, and in the course of talking to him, I was um, you know, visited with him about sharing. So it's so encouraging to me that I don't always have to be the one to bring the word, that there are people that are falling in love with the word. They're falling in love with understanding that the word is how we really come to know and develop in our faith with the Lord. And so it's important when the Lord uses you to share his word, you really get some incredible traction in that. And so I'm encouraged by both of these guys um, being willing to serve in that capacity. So I'm going to ask uh, Rick, he's going to come up and he's going to share with you at this time. And, and I'll see you back down there here in a moment. Um, just a quick prayer, Lord. Thank you again for just all that you've done here today um, and what you will continue to do, Lord. I'm just so excited for all that's coming up and uh, just excited to share with these people. So I, hear, I pray that you just let them hear what you want them to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. So this past week was the last week I was working at my current job. And so I've had a lot of prayer going on about, um, I worked with about 16 people and it was, we were a small family. And so it was really hard for me to just say, bye. <laughs> so I really wanted to make sure that in my last few weeks that I was um, setting myself up to leave behind a good impression. Um, let them know like, that uh, just the love of Christ, that just because we're at a workplace doesn't mean that we can't love on one another, that we can't help each other out, that we can't do things for one another. And so my abide has really been um, focused on what I can do, what is the best way that I could be there and, um, and just say goodbye uh, as I transition into a new, a new point in my life. And so I had a few verses that came up <laughs> It's just amazing how the Lord works. So um, I did not talk to Dan at all. I did not know Dan was preaching today. And yet both of us are using James 1 and Matthew as, our, uh, <laughs> as the uh, verses that we're sharing today. And I just think it's so amazing how, how as a body that this church, whether or not we're communicating, whether or not we're talking to each other every single day, the Lord's talking to us and he's telling us similar things. We're all on the same path. Not exactly the exact same path, but we're all headed to the same place. And so uh, it's just encouraging. So a few of the verses that I read this week um, in preparation for these goodbyes in my work uh, were oh, James 1.25. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Um, I'm going to go through a few and then kind of explain. Uh, but then Matthew 5, 21, 22. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Raka, if you don't know, means empty one, but it kind of translates to today like empty-headed or foolish, basically putting someone down. Um, and so it's as simple as you putting someone down that <laughs> could put you in danger of going to hell. And so that was 
it's just one of those reminders that was a little bit of pressure. And so to top off the pressure, um, Matthew 5.48 is, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So how could I be perfect in my goodbye to these people? Well, I couldn't, <laughs> but I could try to get as close to what Jesus did as possible, because Jesus is perfect. And so it was just really... Um, it was really interesting to have this last week being, um, I, there were two of us, that it was our last day uh, this past Friday, and one, the other guy who was leaving was not known as a hard worker. He was generally the person who would cut as many corners as he could, and so kind of made my job a little easier, but it was also one of those temptations, well, well, he's doing a horrible job, so I just need to do an okay job and I'll look great, but... <laughs> That is not how I believe that it should be. Um, but it's just one of those temptations that's always there. Um, and so this week I actually got to finish um, at my job. I work at a bank. And so generally I have a bunch of things that I do. We get a work list and you just knock everything out of the list and you're done, you get reassigned things. So um, I put the extra effort in, I knocked out everything on my list and then I got to help at least half of the people in my department with one thing on their list. Um, just because I wanted to leave that impression on them. Was, uh, even if I don't see you again, even if I don't talk to you again, I just want you to know that I cared. And so um, had some parting words as well, but, uh, but at the end of the day, um, we ended with, we're also all pretty young. So we all ended with, um, what was it? It's not, it's one of those hi uh, a hype song. It's not Eye of the Tiger, but it's either, we always do Eye of the Tiger or one of those, um, really exciting songs, and we all run through, and we give high fives, and so you give a high five to everybody, and then you just walk out the door, and you, you leave, and so, um, so it was a fun time, but it was really exciting getting to try and push closer to Jesus, and so the reason that I read the verses before I said that is um, a lot of times we think about, like, what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong, and there's a bunch of things that we can do right and wrong, but Jesus lays it out pretty clearly of we're held to really high expectations. And you're not always going to meet those expectations, and he forgives you for that, but if you're not trying, then what are you doing? And so um, I talked about uh, the murder and the um, just um, calling someone a fool because it really made me think uh, with the other guy. I'm not sure how everybody else perceived him in the office, but I knew that I didn't want people to be angry with me um, and I didn't want to leave anybody. I just didn't want to leave anybody angry. And so I put that extra effort in to make sure that um, that people could feel blessed. And so, um, sorry, I have two stories, so it's a little bit of an awkward transition. But I guess that kind of what going along with that. Um, while I was in that job, it's a very process-oriented job. So you find yourself doing a lot of things over and over. Um, and so that kind of leads me into, if you have, um, I'm just gonna ask, we all have habits. Does anybody have a habit that you just, you find yourself doing the same thing over and over and over because you think it's gonna do something really good for you? Um, well, my, I, my thoughts, <laughs> whenever I think of a habit that I do repeatedly, um, I had a couple. And so my first one is dishes. And so um, whenever I'm doing dishes, uh, I, well, I got in college, got the opportunity to live with many men. <laughs> if you know anything about men, dishes are not their highest priority in life. 
And so if you leave dishes, <laughs> they will become disgusting. <laughs> and if you leave dishes for a week, by the time you get to them, you will be very, very upset with yourself and those around you <laughs> as to how this mess came to be. And it'll become, essentially, it'll, it can become what could have been five minutes of taking care of business can become an ordeal. And so I really wanted to talk to you about something very similar, which was prayer. And so um, I first found this church in 2017. Um, I got saved in 2017. So once I was saved, first thing I thought was, okay, I'll read the Bible. And so I got the Bible, I was reading, I was reading, I was reading, and I could not, for the life of me, pray. <laughs> it was just the hardest thing. So I'd meet with other people, and they could pray, um, and then I was like, all right, we got that taken care of. And it really showed. Um, it was interesting how um, I got saved. I was really excited, made some good progress, and then it kind of stagnated. My faith, my walk just kind of got stuck. And so I really started to push myself once I got into a discipleship group. Um, Jimmy kept on pushing me, I should say, uh, that you got to pray, you got to pray, you got to pray. And so I started slow. So I'd pray right before I read the Bible, and that would try and lead me in, lead me in, lead me in. And uh, it, would, it would give me a stronger abide. And then I could really, and then I was truly abiding. And then I would hear more, and I would hear more, and then I would pray, and it became more second nature. And so then I started praying before meals, and I started praying um, just before really I did anything. It's, it's been my goal now to become, um, I don't know, to pray before I do anything. And so I say that because I was reminded the other day uh, that we're supposed to pray without ceasing. Uh, something that Paul said, I believe it was in Thessalonians. And if we pray, we can get pushed forward. We'll get pushed, we'll get momentum because you're talking to the Lord. And the Lord loves us. He'll do things in our lives, but he's planned so many things in our lives to do that can only be realized through prayer. Because if you, because God, God wants a relationship. And if you're not praying, you're not in relationship with God. And so he's here saying, all right, well, I'm going to give you this, 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 and this as soon as you ask. But you also have to ask at the right time. And so you might be asking and asking and asking. If your heart's not in the right place, if you're not asking at the right time, then he's not going to give you what you're looking for. And so I guess my comparison really was if you're praying, well, if you're not praying, your life's going to be hard. <laughs> um, if you're praying a little bit, you're going to start to see things get easier. Um, but if you're praying all the time, it's no different than you see a dish, you wash the dish. You're not going to get stuck. You're not going to get hindered nearly as much. Like, obviously, everything, there are going to be things in your life that are going to slow you down, but if you are actively in relationship, in fellowship with God, he is going to push you through any situation. And he could save you from an ordeal. Or... <laughs> In the hard times, you can ignore him, you can not pray, you can shut down, and you're going to face, <laughs> it's going to feel like hell, but it's, but that's okay, because regardless of whether you fail a hundred times, as long as you're still here, you can keep trying again. So 
I got one more verse. Uh, Matthew 5, uh, 43 through 48. Uh, you have heard it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And so my first thought is that Jesus is perfect. <laughs> and the only reason that I even found this church is because I was striving for perfection and failing miserably <laughs> again and again and again. But Jesus showed us the way. And if we follow in it, like, <laughs> we won't become perfect. But to someone, we might look it and <sighs> we can change so much. Uh, I can't even tell you how much that Jimmy and Shay and Corey have changed for me so far. Uh, but going back to prayer, uh, it's just so important to pray for those that you love, but also those that you, whether you, you shouldn't hate them, but you might. Uh, but you got to pray for your enemies too, because if you don't, you're going to have a hard heart to someone. And as long as you have a hard heart, Jesus says, I can't remember exactly, but um, that you're not, you're not following him, essentially. And so if you forget to pray, um, well, I'm praying. <laughs> uh, it's just amazing to see how Jesus will soften people's hearts and soften our hearts. Because three years ago, there's no way I would have been here. And through just intentional relationship with Jesus, through abiding, through prayer, through love. Like, like I've grown, and I've watched other people grow, and now I'm excited this week to be able to try and walk with other people, see if we can help each other grow in my first discipleship group. So, uh, But my big idea would be, what have you prayed for lately? I just ask that, You'd really think about it. Uh, Dan even used the word meditate. I used to believe that was one of the worst words, and then I realized that Jesus said that we need to meditate on things. And so I'd say that you should meditate on what you've been praying for, who you've been praying for, and just make sure that you're in fellowship with Jesus. Thank you. So a couple of things to close this out. Shay left his waiters up there. He's been doing baptisms. They're real lightweight waiters. I thought I'll try these on. They leak, man. I'm like wet everywhere. So they're lightweight and easy to get on, but don't do that great of a job. Uh, a couple of things, uh, Rick, about Rick. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. One is I can tell you're praying because you've come a long way. You, you've spoken a couple of times. And it's really neat that the, the Lord, like, put on your heart. Like, you stepped out there and offered, um, said, man, I, I'll, I'll come and I'll, 
I'll, I'll, I can speak if, if you need me to. And so that tells me that you are sitting with the Lord, you are praying because the word is in you and it's wanting to find its way out. And I can also tell you're praying because you've come a long way. Your, your first time you got up here, you were like, hmm, whoo, <laughs> And so you had a lot to, to bring to us today, man. I can tell you you're really growing and that's encouraging. And, and uh, so Dan's talking about spiritual disciplines um, and... I was there in the back, you know, listening, waiting for you to finish up, and you, you started to say, um, you know, you have this habit of doing dishes. And Amy looked over at Dan and said, there's you a spiritual discipline right there. <laughs> I don't know if she said that, but she said something I saw her. <laughs> and so anyway, I think all the ladies appreciate you talking about that, Rick. Um, and, uh, so anyway, good good. Good to hear from, from the Lord from you guys today, and just, just to stop and think about, man, you know, church, the Western church has really become about, um, let's, get us, let's get us some good worship and a good preacher, and kind of go and have really kind of a mini concert conference every weekend, and there's, there, there's good, there's, there's health in that to stretch us and, and grow us and force to be equipped. But um, what happens a lot of times is the, the people who are doing all the leading keep getting better at leading, um, and they should be. But the body should be getting better too. And so I'm encouraged to know that there are people that we could call upon that can minister in the Word, uh, that could be used to go out and minister in the community as well. And so thank you um, for your obedience, Rick. Thank you for your obedience, Dan. It's been an encouragement to me as, as your pastor. And um, I just want us to kind of... I'm going to, let's just, let's have a time of, Corey, why don't you come on up and play and let's just, let's have a moment of thanking the Lord. Okay, so I want everybody just to close your eyes, bow your head and get a picture of Jesus on his throne right now. Um, and let, a, let something that you're thankful for, like in this moment, like just kind of send that thought up to the Lord, a prayer of appreciation and thankfulness uh, for something he's just kind of prompted you with and you feel in this moment. And uh, just give you a moment to, to have a personal time with the Lord. And then we'll pray together and receive the offering. Thank you for listening to audio from Overland Park Community Church in Overland Park, Kansas. For more information, visit us online at www.overlandpark.cc.